Hello, and welcome to the Complete Mathematics Podcast, Teaching Together. I'm Dave Taylor, and today we're going to take a look back at MathsConf32 at Chelsea Academy in Derby. If you've not experienced a MathsConf before, or haven't heard of it, Complete Mathematics brings together hundreds of maths teachers five times per year at the UK's largest and best conference for teaching mathematics. These events have been running for 10 years now, and the community that we've been able to build is key in keeping teachers talking to other teachers, improving classroom practice, and maintaining sanity within the profession. MathsConf32 saw 33 workshops presented by teachers from across the country, for other teachers from across the country, and you can find out more about getting involved with future events by visiting completemaths.com forward slash community. The MathsConf crowd is always so generous with their time, which we're always grateful for. Throughout the day, the Complete Mathematics team asked delegates to head to the podcast studio to share their key takeaways from sessions that they'd attended, so that colleagues who couldn't attend due to illness, geographical constraints, or childcare might benefit from afar. Without further delay, here are a number of clips from delegates from MathsConf32. Hi. I'm Tom. And Shannon. And... We have just been to see Kieran talk about primary maths. During the session, the key takeaway for me was all about key bonds and planning the key bonds into a sequence so that you deliver them sequentially. Lovely. I think um, my key takeaway was how crucial uh, those early principles of counting and supertizing is for the development of further maths and how important it is for everyone to know about, know about that, not just primary teachers. Uh, I'm Neil Armand. I've come up all the way from Kent. Uh, the first workshop I went to was Embodied Cognition, Manipulatives, Movement and Memory by Charlotte Hawthorne. And it just kind of really made me think about the importance of linking movement to everything that we do, thinking how we could apply that down uh, at primary. So if we really want to kind of embed this idea of cardinality, you know, the movement that we could like draw a circle around the total amount so when children finished counting a set we can say well how many all together just how like little adaptions like that could possibly really really help and support in that really core uh, concept of cardinality so hello um i'm matt's man i'm um you know from the west midlands uh secondary maths teacher and i'm in maths con 32 and i just want to comment on two workshops i've attended so the first one I went is by Craig Latimer on teaching problem solving. And what I took away from that was um, the various different ways of solving problems. So we talk about goal-free problems. How about showing a bit of number-free problems? So um, you get the goal-free problem where you're familiar with just, you know, removing all the keywords and stuff. But number-free is where you remove all the numbers, but with a struggle problem. That really made me think about how I'd approach teaching it to um, to my year 11s or even to my A-level kids and my takeaway from that is sort of adapting it to whatever class you have. And even if it's an A-level problem, do an integration area region, just remove all the numbers, see what maths you can do. Um, the second workshop I've been was uh, the nature, uh, so the nuance of generalization by Paul Rodrigo. Um, and what I found me fascinating is, well, first, it's is Paul's first workshop, uh, and he was absolutely brilliant with that. Um, and we looked at the different ways of um, solving problems, uh, solving methods. So, for example, um, doing something on bit mass, looking at 
various ways of answering some bid mass problems. Then going on to looking at um, solving equation of brackets, um, rationalize the denominator, working out the areas of different shapes. It was absolutely fabulous. And, um, you know, Masakudos to Paul for doing his first workshop. Hi, so my name is Sharon Malley. I'm from Castlemead Academy in Leicester. And I've just been to Danny Quinn's session on chanting and building belonging in the classroom. Um, I was absolutely blown away by Danny. I've seen her speak quite a lot of times and she's always amazing. But what I really took about from it was not just how good it is to use chanting and choral response in the maths classroom, but how you could use it for really getting team going and making sure that people in a classroom, children feel like it's okay to make mistakes and they feel like they're really feeling positive about their learning through you narrating the positives of making mistakes and learning from it and how as a group you can work together and make it more powerful. Hi, I'm Tom Oakley. I teach in West Suffolk uh, and I'm a primary practitioner and I've just been in a session led by Jason Godfrey all about mental models of multiplication. It made me think about the importance of prime factors. Hi, I'm Josh um, and I've come from Manchester, specifically um, the Salford area, working around in the Stockport area. Uh, what session have you been in? So I have been in a few sessions because I'm recording this afterwards. I've been in Teaching Problem Solving by Craig Latimer, uh, Statistical Modelling for A-Level by Paddy McMahon, uh, The Use of mad Mathematical and Logic Games in the Classroom by Rob Smith, uh, simple Prompts to Rich Tasks, Jonathan Hall, Challenge Without Acceleration by Joe Morgan. My main takeaways from the session are in the importance of getting students to explain their thinking, their reasoning. Uh, that's my takeaway from Craig Latimer's one. Um, and that's by basically covering up the numbers up in the question, because actually the numbers aren't that important. My next takeaway, my key takeaway was... Um, from Challenge Without Acceleration by Joe Morgan. So this is the importance of deepening the student's understanding rather than then accelerating them through the content. Um, and we need to use that additional time we've got to really deepen the student's understanding, to really, to really dig into what, what we're teaching them and, and to really challenge them to test and, and break things, but to test that they actually understand what we've taught them to as deep a level as we possibly can. So things we were looking at were indices, but like changing the base, things that are so useful and crucial to problem solving with indices, but that we don't actually necessarily explicitly teach them all the time. Um, and then a session, well, the session by Jonathan Hall, the Jonathan Hall, um, about prime factors and the question about 10 factorial and how many zeros does it have? And Again, that, that links into deepening the student's understanding, which is so, so important. So that was a brilliant question, but then extending it to 200 factorial, and how many zeros does that have? Well, what a question that is. And, and actually, it's, it's relatively simple, or a lot simpler than you might think, which is brilliant and brilliantly thought out. Um, and the statistical modelling for A-level and the importance of coding and understanding that, because the student's... The students understand the coding and or they, they are learning more and more about this coding. We need to keep up with them and the importance of that. But then implementing that and utilising that in our teaching is, is going to be more and more important as time goes on. 
So they're my main takeaways and, and just a few of the brilliant things I learned and I'm, I'm going to be taking away and trying and endeavouring to implement in my practice moving forward. And I would just like to say it was absolutely a brilliant day and I'm, I'm very grateful for the organisers and all the speakers and I only got to see a handful of them um, and there were so many across the day and I, it's something I would highly recommend to anybody that is considering it um, because the education of our young people is, is, is the most important thing to, to all of us if you're listening to this, I'm sure. And if we can improve it little by little by speaking to other people and hearing from other people and, and, and listening to these 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 brilliant minds at these sessions like this, then then that that will only help them. And and so I would highly, highly recommend it. Hi, my name's Kieran and I'm a member of the maths team at Complete Maths. I thought MathsCop32 was a fantastic example of the mathematics community coming together. There were lots of great sessions that I heard about. I wish I could have gone to more. In my room, I had some fantastic sessions. I think the one that stood out to me most was Matt Mann and his exploration of uh, a thread of mathematics throughout um, primary, key stage three, key stage four and beyond and really you know, it really showed the connections between what seem like individual ideas in different pieces, but actually are part of one big story. And then he was telling the story of simultaneous equations, and it was really, really enjoyable. And in my room as well, we had Danny Quinn, who did a fantastic job of engaging the crowd and exploring the research behind um, sort of choral chanting and, and the role it plays in mathematics. Um, but all in all, I think it was a really successful day with lots of great um, workshops. I'm looking forward to checking out the slides afterwards on the sessions that I couldn't be in. I'll finish up the takeaways by sharing my thoughts. I spent my first session in the company of Jack Hancock looking at differentiation. My biggest takeaway was that success is the key to getting pupils on side and motivated in lessons. And I think that the best way to do this isn't to teach to the top and scaffold down, but to teach to the bottom and extend up. I mean, teaching pupils how to solve simultaneous equations when they're not comfortable with solving linear equations might look like it's going well and pupils might be performing within the lesson, but it's unlikely to lead to meaningful learning. In session two, I worked on Reckon Recs with Amy Howe and I was blown away by how much reasoning the Reckon Rec can develop, but also the need for pupils to learn from concrete experiences. We've all seen the pupils work well with money questions, but struggle otherwise, and I think this comes down to the depth of experience that those pupils have with money, and they're just not replicated in other parts of the curriculum. So we need to force those experience in terms of concrete representations to maximise the chance of success. During period three, I went to see Dan Draper looking at angles with the overarching theme of valid, useful, robust, and only using teaching methods which tick all three boxes. So we don't solve two set linear equations using the over the bridge method as it's not mathematically valid. And we don't solely teach them to reverse a function machine as it's not robust. Now both can be useful, but curriculum time's limited and we've got to maximise our time with pupils. Our biggest takeaway here was the quote from Dan which said that there are so many chances to be successful in a maths lesson compared to other lessons. So we've got to take those chances and make pupils successful which ties into my takeaways from Jack's session in period one. During period four, 
I talked about phasing learning episodes, and I did this session in Bracknell. It goes hand in hand with the structure of the normal podcast, and I think the main message that I try to relay is that teachers need to spend more time teaching in greater depth, and then having people's working in greater depth, you know, themselves, rather than focusing on procedural knowledge and not going beyond this. If pupils are just doing and doing and doing, and not thinking hard about the idea from different angles, they're unlikely to learn that idea. And then I finish off the day with Julia Smith, looking at motivation and engaging reluctant learners. I'm starting a new school in September, and I'm aware of the challenges that I'll face, so I wanted to get a bit, a bit of a head start on this. And I was inspired to address how I look at revision, and how I can direct pupils more, giving them you know, directed resources at the things that I want them to revise, rather than relying on them to self-direct their revision, and just inevitably end up on a, well, down a rabbit hole on YouTube. So all in all, another successful maths conf, and if you've never attended one, I'd recommend getting yourself to one in the future. That brings us to the end of this special episode of Teaching Together, revisiting MathsConf 32 in Derby. If this podcast has lit a fire inside you and a desire to get involved, don't fret. The next MathsConf is always just around the corner. We're heading to Leeds, Leeds, Leeds on Saturday, October the 7th. We're always looking for new faces to present their ideas, so if you're feeling like being 10% braver, sign up to present a session. The MathsConf crowds couldn't be more supplied than welcoming. Head to CompleteMaths.com for more information. We'll be back on Thursday with our regular podcast, looking at a single objective from the Complete Mathematics curriculum in detail. If you aren't caught up, you'll find episodes about finding the gradient, converting between metric lengths, and missing numbers and amounts, amongst many others, at completemaths.com forward slash podcast. Whether we see you at a future Complete Maths event, online or in person, or you're a keen listener of a podcast, thanks for listening. In the meantime, please pass the pod to both colleagues and friends so that we can all improve our teaching together. Until next time, take care.